Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Welcome, friends, to our March podcast. Allie, do you know much about St. Patrick's Day? Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I mean, okay, I know, like, luck, wear green, or you're going to get pinched. <laughs> um, like, four-leaf clovers. Yeah, this makes me feel so much better because um, I'm 46, and I was thinking about this today. I'm like, yeah. I really know that there's more to it, but I really don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. And I haven't had a chance to really talk to my teenage sons about this, but they are always like, where did you go to school? <laughs> well, me too. They're like, where did you learn your history? Yeah. Because they know all of this, like all this stuff. So we just didn't have a chance to talk about it before today. And yeah. I was wishing we did because yeah. they could probably share like the truth of what it all is. Yeah. And there's probably more. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I don't think everyone knows that. I think probably, they're probably a Like, there's a Christian, percentage. it's a, like, Christian story to it, right? Yeah. So, I'd, I'm not saying that this, these are the real facts, and yeah. our listeners are probably laughing. They're like, what in the heck? Do y'all not know what any of it is? But this is what I read. St. Patrick lived his years as a great example for us today. But he didn't live it out simply by the luck of the Irish, as some may say. For one theme shines through it all, God's presence and sovereignty are powerful. Now, I believe I agree with that. So, if that's true, that's awesome. Yeah. He was an unlikely saint with an extraordinary story involving pirates. And it says to read on, Yet the Lord became real to him early in his adulthood and changed his life and legacy forever. So, if you're interested in reading more about that and you don't know, like Allie and I, yeah. um, you know, I, that'd be fun. And if you do know, like, post a link on our Facebook so we can learn. Just don't don't post, hey, stupids. <laughs> right? <laughs> here's, what, here's what the real meaning is. Oh, no, um, no. I don't, think, I don't think everyone knows. I think, I do want to share this, though. Here's a quote by St. Patrick. May the wisdom of God instruct us. May the hand of God protect us, and may the word of God direct us. That's awesome. And he doesn't say anything about wearing green on that day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's (laughs) more to the story. I'm just kidding. Oh, and he does talk about the Trinity with the four-leaf clover, I think. Okay. Or the three-leaf clover. So who's the four? Is it a three-leaf? No. Wait, I don't even know that story. So who's the fourth one? (laughs) I know I've heard it in my 46 years, but I think, like, he's the one that kind of use that it's so great I okay listeners you can tell us too <laughs> that but we really are smart yeah I just of, I sometimes. think my history is in other places okay so I have a question <laughs> like a real question okay what I want to know what you do in this situation I'm scared I'm the one usually <laughs> scaring you I know I know I'm full of surprises today okay so when you have an interaction with somebody <laughs> Say you walk into a business and there's somebody behind the desk 
and you don't understand what they are saying to you. So for example, you walk in and I'm going to give you some, some, uh, a, B, C, or D of what you would do. So you don't have to answer this right. Good. I like multiple choice. Um, but say you walk into a business and there's someone behind the desk and you're like, hey, and they're like, hey, <laughs> and like, that's what you hear. Okay. Has this ever happened? Like somebody's like, <laughs> and like, you don't know what they're saying. Okay. Right. A. Okay. Do you say, what? Huh? And then they say it again and, you, and say you don't get it again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? So do you keep, just keep saying what okay. until you figure it out? That's A. B, do you say, yeah. And you have no idea what they said, <laughs> but you just hope that saying yes is the right answer to what they're asking you. Okay. okay. So A is, huh, what? Mm-hmm. B is, you say yes. C, you say, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, you just, like, just actually own up to it. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. And then D, do you just keep smiling and nodding? <laughs> <laughs> you just smile and nod and just keep I it I think awkward. it depends. For me, it depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah. If I don't really want to talk, like, I might just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But I would probably more than likely... Not use those exact words. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't say, huh, because my mom would get on to me. <laughs> I would say, um, I'm 46, but she lives, she lives with me. So I would, yeah. I would remember to say, um, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> excuse me, sir. <laughs> but then they repeat it. That's the thing. That's the awkward part is they are. Like, yeah. No, that is and very. And you're like, what? Hey, but you know what? <laughs> That's a really good question. But when you were saying that, it yeah. reminded me of something I've actually done. Yeah. But it's opposite because there's a name of some friends that I cannot pronounce. Uh-huh. One of their daughters, and I hope they're not listening. <laughs> Listen, though. <laughs> we invited them over yeah. one time, and I should know their names. Right. But I can never say her name. Correctly. Yeah. So I'm in mid introducing them to my family because they're there too. Oh, no. So my, one of my sisters and her family. <laughs> I know one of the names, but the other one I can never say it right. It's a hard name. It's it's okay. you it, like you wouldn't it would yeah. take you some time too because yeah. it's from another country. Okay. So I pronounced it <laughs> and I said it but I said it so fast and so wrong but hopeful like hoping that nobody would no. <laughs> no, ah. notice. Like I said this is Lane Lane Lane, like really fast. Oh my god! And there was a lot of no, people. Lo- there was a lot. <laughs> I'm not joking. I did. My face is turning red for I you. I did it a couple of times, and my sister, because she knows me, it's loud. Everybody's talking, but I thought I could get away with it yeah. because there's no backing down. Like I know these you. people. We've been friends for, with yeah. them for a while, but I still can't say the name. <laughs> but then I got. Like in this place where I was introducing and I couldn't back out. Yeah. So my sister was laughing so hard inside. She's like, what the heck? <laughs> okay. So you've been on the other end of this too. Yeah. I, but has this happened to you where you have to keep at, like, where you get embarrassed because you don't know what the person is saying? Because this happens frequently. Oh, it me. does? And the reason I even thought about it is because it happened to my husband yesterday <laughs> at this car dealership. <laughs> And he was just so flustered that when he came out, I was like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I just did not know what she was asking me. And like by the third time, I was embarrassed to ask her what she was saying again because she was like, why aren't you understanding what I'm asking? I I think I'd pretend like I knew at that that point. That's what my usual go-to, pretend. 
But then what happens if you're like, yeah, and like that's you should have said no, like yeah. whatever it was is it should. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> it's a risk. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Right. right. Next okay, time, it, well, uh, just listeners, funny. has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been in an awkward situation where you just well, hey, don't know what they're saying? I have another awkward situation. Since you just said that, it reminds me of a story that just happened to me. So. <clears throat> This is quite embarrassing. I'm 46 years old. This has never happened to me before, but there's a first time for everything. Okay. So I'm a very cautious person by nature. Taught my kids to be cautious. Not fearful, but cautious, yeah. right? Because you live in a world where you've got to be observant of your right. surroundings. And right. so I'm always teaching them that. So a few weeks ago, I am in Marshalls and I'm walking out. I'm not in a hurry. And one of my friends calls. And, I mean, I really don't talk on the phone a lot. I text or or talk to them in person. Uh But I answer the phone. And when I'm on the phone with someone, which doesn't happen a lot, I like to give them all of my attention. (laughs) Right? I can't be listening to the TV, having a conversation with you, and kids running around. I have to go lock myself in the closet and quiet so I can give that person my attention. Yeah. My husband, on the other hand, can do all of it at one time. I don't understand how he can do it. That's a gift, but I don't have it. So I'm walking out of Marshalls. I'm not in a hurry. Like, I don't have anywhere to be for about an hour and a half. And so I'm listening to her. I'm feeling kind of relaxed. I walk out, and I get in my car, and I just sit there and listen to her. I don't even crank my car. I'm sitting there (laughs) for a few minutes, and I look up driver's window look out the window and this man i wish our listeners could see my face i look up and this man is just looking at me like what are you doing (laughs) he didn't say that but he just was looking at me and i look at him and i realize (laughs) i'm not in my car (laughs) i am not in my car so i tell my friend cindy who i'm talking to on the phone i'm like Oh my goodness, I'm laughing so hard, which is totally not my personality because my personality would be like, oh my goodness, I could be in a kidnapper's car. Right. But I'm laughing and I look up and I just go, I mouth, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then I'm laughing. And then, so I have the personality to, we talk about this. I'm working on it. I've gotten a lot better at it. There is a need for it sometimes because everything is not always black and white. Yeah. But I explain myself. Uh Uh-huh. But I've been working on not explaining myself as much. Yeah. Uh, as a request of my sisters. So, <laughs> okay. so that is something I would normally explain. Like, I'm so sorry. Like what you would do. I uh, am you. I'm, I'm. I have a loaner car because my seat in my car is getting fixed. Yeah. So I have this white Cadillac that I'm not used to. Right. It is sitting right beside another car that is the same size. It's white. It looks so much like it. Yeah. And I get in it. So normally I would explain, I'm so sorry, dude. This right. is what happened. But right. I didn't. I'm laughing <laughs> so hard. And I'm just walking around. I say, I'm so sorry. But then I just walk around and I just leave. I don't say anything. And he's just staring at me like, who in the heck are you? You're in my car. But then I get in my car and I'm telling Cindy. Your real car. Yeah, and I'm like, well, of course it wasn't my car. It smelled like smoke. It had food everywhere. But I was, like, so zoned in on my phone call. Like, so then my college son calls me. Hadn't talked to him in about a week. He calls me, and I'm like, listen to what happened. I was just in some, he goes, what? 
you were in somebody else's car? <laughs> and then I couldn't stop laughing at myself. Did this guy just get in the car and drive away? Like, he finally, like, got out of shock. And yeah, just, I mean, like, he didn't look safe. I'm not trying to be mean like that. Yeah. I'm not trying to stereotype. Like, yeah. I mean, I think you have to be careful. He was probably in like, shock. Like, looking safe can look, like, not safe can look like anything. Right. Right? There's right. no certain right. look. But looking back, You're he like, what, didn't look happy with me. He wasn't, yeah. like, very forgiving with his, like eyes yeah. especially he didn't like didn't laugh explain. and be like hi funny you yeah know, yeah fine. so i say that to say hey if that hasn't happened to you wait until you're 46 you may have a story to tell like that i mean i've definitely gone to the wrong car and like pulled the handle but i've never like <laughs> sat in it and waited on the owner to get there <laughs> i mean i was so relaxed it was like i had a massage or something before oh like and i was just sitting you're there just floating around yeah in his car but well i'm glad that you're safe <laughs> Okay, Thank you. that's a wonderful story. Um, but I'm so excited to tell you about my favorite thing. Okay. Okay. So I got this idea off of, I think it was like an ad on Instagram, which is weird because I'm never on Instagram and I had to get on there for something and it popped up and I was super intrigued. So do you see my nails? Yeah, they're beautiful. I did them. They look great. But they're not regular paint. I ordered a dip kit. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. So it's a dip kit off. I got it off Amazon. It was $16. And I was like, this is a joke. It's going to be terrible. Came with 10 different powders, Mm -hmm. all different colors, Mm -hmm. all neutrals, like black, pink, white, tan. Comes with all the different polishes, like the base coat, the activator, top coat, whatever. Yeah. Filer, um, all of it. And I tried it. And the first time was pretty bad because you're trying to learn, like you're dipping it in and like, the glue's really sticky, so if you get any glue on, like, any part of your skin, it's over. Game yeah. Over. So, I just redid these, and I really like it. I, now, I would go back, and I would make it thicker, so yeah. it would look more like the dip next time, but I think the third time, I'll kind of get it down. But I love it. 16 bucks. It's supposed to stay on for, like, five weeks, and you have all your colors there. Like, you don't really have to go into a salon, and there's no light that you have to put them under. They dry automatically, and you just can rotate those colors. They look great. They're so pretty. So, so, so you think I could like it? Wouldn't take a whole lot of time. Like, oh, it takes. Is it? It's easy to mess like, up. Less than like ten minutes. The, no, the the. I think the reason it's so easy is once you get the glue on, like the steps down. There's like mm-hmm. five steps. You put the base coat mm-hmm. on first. Then you um, dip. You literally dip your finger into this little thing of powder. Okay. Come out, and then you use like a almost like a paintbrush or like a makeup brush, and you just brush off the powder on the sides. Yeah. And so it's there, and you do that as many times as you want for the thickness. Yeah. And then you activate it mm-hmm. with the the uh, glossy coat activator. Then you file it, mm-hmm. and then you top coat, which is shine and done. Like you don't even cool. have to wait. Cool. I'm gonna that. try that. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's so easy, and they they feel like professionally done. Like they feel thick. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I had to share it because I love I'm it. Sixteen dollars so on Amazon. I'm have to go There's try a it. bunch of different options. So if y'all are interested in this, I don't think it really matters which one you get. Um, I think it's just get one, try it out, practice, see if you like it. Um, but way more cost effective than going to salon, especially yeah. if you like. It kind of looks like the shellac mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so I love it. So, yeah. Ah, that's awesome. Yes. Okay, so my favorite thing is a little different this month. Okay. I shared a really cool one last month, the stretch therapy. You know, sometimes yes. they can be, like, fun, like what you just shared, yeah. tangible, helpful. Yeah. This month, mine is kind of crazy and weird. 
But my favorite thing, this might be something that people have been doing forever, but I haven't until like the last couple of weeks. Okay. And um, I I love sending the wrong emoji. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, for our listeners, um, Allie and I, we talked about this one day and we just started doing it. So, it was by accident because I was supposed to send some praying hands <laughs> yeah. emoji. I was looking for my praying hands, but I yeah. accidentally was going to send a balloon. <laughs> so balloon did not go with the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I started laughing so hard, and I was like, thankful I didn't send it. But I was thinking to myself, how funny like, would it be if, if we did just start sending the wrong emoji? Right. It right. wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> and it's really not even my personality because I really want them to know I'm praying for them. Right. But that's hilarious, right? right? Yeah. So the fun thing is that every time you send me a, every time Allie sends me a text, I send a totally different Like I sent emoji. a picture of me and Bentley with some hats on and you sent that like eye roll. It was like, so- <laughs> <laughs> Because really what so I would I laughed out loud. Because really what I wanted to send like was... Y'all, y'all are so cute. Yeah. I love y'all, but I didn't. I just send a sent an emoji with my eyes rolling. Like, y'all are, why are you sending? But it me does this? make you laugh out loud. And I mean, we love to laugh. Yeah. And I think that there there's a quote that um, my friends from Tuesday Night Group use all the time. It's like, if there is no laughter, Jesus has left the room. And I believe that because mm-hmm. I think that when Jesus was here on Earth, I think there was a lot of laughter. And mm-hmm. I think that now. Like when we're laughing and we're lighthearted, not in like a poking fun way, but just lightheartedness and laughing. It's good for the soul. Yeah. And like there are so many ways to make life funny. Yeah. Like if you would just do it and just not <laughs> care if you're you're being silly. And I mean, it is. And it's, it's so funny because I think that people have probably been doing this forever. And I, it's like my first time to think about it. And I'm like, yeah. this is making me laugh so hard. But wait, don't you think Jesus was laughing at me getting in the wrong car? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, he was there. That's why he didn't get kidnapped. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Okay, so we have an exciting guest, um, Christina Britt. She has some amazing things to share with us today, and it is going to be so encouraging, and I guarantee it is going to make you want to get out and serve. And so I want to introduce her now. Um... She believes the Lord uniquely designed her for one key purpose, to invite people into a life of meaningful service. Founding a faith-based service organization at the University of Georgia, it's called SOUL, stands for Serving Others Unconditional Love. She encourages college students to live out an active faith through service. Her calling now translates into her full-time, her role at LifeShape, a nonprofit ministry that connects Chick-fil-A to the world and the world to Chick-fil-A, and we love some Chick-fil-A. As project rec- recruiter for LifeShape, she connects Chick-fil-A operators and corporate staff to international service opportunities, which I think is so cool. In her free time, she embraces any chance to be outside, trail running, reading on the porch, hiking with friends. Friends. She is from Peachtree City, Georgia, and shares an actual interesting fact um, when she starts our conversation. So listen to that about Peach Tree City, which I thought was cool. She now lives in Smyrna, Georgia with her two best friends. And her favorite Bible verse is Hebrews 13, 2. Don't forget to show love to strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. 
Our sponsor this month is Lost Dog because they are hosting our live event this month, March 23rd, out in plein air, 7 to 9 p.m. Get on our Facebook, Instagram, and check out that information. Bring your girlfriends, and we hope to see you there. Welcome, Christina. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Well, we were just doing a little talking. You know, it's March. <laughs> and um, just the holiday, St. Patrick's holiday. And I was asking Allie, like, do you really know the real meaning behind St. Patrick's Day? And is it, Sadly, a no. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Christian holiday? I mean, these are things that most people know. Did you know about St. Patrick and the real meaning of all that? Oh, goodness. I honestly have not put much thought to that. So please enlighten me. Well, listen to the beginning of this podcast when you get, when you get it. So um, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but it's just amazing how so many people don't know what yeah. the real meaning is, because really, when you think about it, you think I mean, about green. Yeah. You think about. In a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> Beads, yeah. Right. Green four-leaf clovers. People talk about luck. Yeah. Which we believe in blessed, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but anyway, it's just funny because my kids, they know so much history and just all about all the holidays. And it's just, um, it just makes me laugh because I asked one of them, like, do you know what the real, he was like, is it, I said, is it a Christian holiday? He goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, why don't you know this? Yes. So anyway, we did talk about that, but we're going to get to the real stuff, your story. What is your story? Can you share it with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Peachtree City, Georgia, um, just south of Atlanta. People lovingly call Peachtree City the bubble. Um, it's the place that people talk about where you drive golf carts around. And yes, I did drive a golf cart to high school, would drive a golf oh cart to get groceries. Um, so that's always a, a goofy thought to people who are not from Peachtree City. Um, and grew up with my parents and older brother, John. Um, so one of two siblings, he's about three years older than me. Um, and remember, you know, diving into story and testimony, really the first time that I felt the Lord speak to me was actually in a church in downtown Atlanta um, that was open to the homeless community. So I was about 10 years old and vividly remember um, the Lord just telling me to go hug this homeless man that was worshiping. And just remember that, you know, extra beating fast of my heart as a 10 year old and um, just the boldness that that called. But really, it was the Lord awakening me, uh, you know, to my calling. And the man who baptized me, um, his name is Jim Ellison. He actually started a ministry for ladies and children transitioning out of homelessness. So this ministry is called Restoration Atlanta. And so much of my story, so much of my testimony um, was birthed at Rattle and really lived out at Rattle. Um, Rattle's the name for Restoration Atlanta, the short loving name. Um, so throughout middle and high school, I remember going and serving with Rattle, um, getting to know these ladies and children and would actually invite friends and Bible studies to go with me and serve at Rattle. And I really just, you know, the Lord's just natural um, un unraveling of, you know, my, my purpose. And I would have birthday parties there and ice cream socials and uh, recognize just the power of relationships and service. Uh, so Rattle's mission is be with, don't do for, which really means, you know, come alongside these ladies and children, um, fall in love with God in the faces that tell stories different than yours. Uh, really, you know, come to recognize also your own brokenness as you recognize, you know, their brokenness. So through this, you know, from a young age, um, I would say late high school, 
it was really clear to me in my calling to invite disciples to live out an active faith through meaningful service. And coming to the University of Georgia uh, my freshman year, I remember really searching for, for an organization to get involved in similar to Rattle and um, just couldn't find one. So I think that leads you to um, the question about soul. Um, so coming into you know UGA my freshman year in Athens, Georgia, like I said, I, I remember looking for a relational service ministry um, similar to Restoration Atlanta, similar to Rattle. And uh, the Lord really put it on my heart, you know, to, to start something on UGA's campus, um, which is really when he birthed um, SOUL, which stands for Serving Others Unconditional Love. And uh, really, SOUL's mission is to invite college students, you know, to live out an active faith through service. So SOUL partners with nonprofits in college communities to provide college students with weekly opportunities to serve. Um, so the end of my freshman year, started Seoul, you know, of course it started small. And I remember uh, the summer after starting it, I actually had the gift of spending the summer living in the city of refuge, which is a homeless shelter in Atlanta. So I had interned there and spent the summer there and um, everything just really got raw and real for me. And also the Lord just spent so much time, you know, softening my heart to his purpose for Seoul. I think I'd started it and, you know, kind of started to run with it as if it was, you know, my own and had my own visions for it. And let me tell you, we know Jesus is just so humbling and um, he'll, he'll make it clear what his way is and his way will happen. Um, so that summer, you know, the purpose of soul was just really solidified and um, the really, you know, the heartbeat of be with, don't do for, and the heartbeat of relationships. So, you know, like I said, soul started very small, but uh, within the first year, there were over 300 college students who wanted to be invested in soul and had put in an application uh, to be a member of soul. But with that being said, um, just incredible to witness again, how the Lord is, is just so clear in his ways and um, really recognize that soul was straying from its mission. So, you know, we were over 300 people um, as an organization, so very large, but, you know, the relationships just were not there um, because college students didn't, they weren't able to be present. It was really, it got bigger before it got better. Um, so with that being said, I remember actually we had a cookout at a homeless shelter in Athens. And um, I remember this man came up to me and he asked me, a homeless man, he said, what is the purpose of this organization? And, you know, I explained to him, you know, we want, we want to build relationships through service. We want to be consistent. We want to see the Lord in each other. Um, you know, Soul, as I said, serves with five nonprofits and uh, really allows students the opportunity to go where they feel called. Do you want to serve with the homeless community? Do you want to you know, serve with people with disabilities or serve with children or the elderly community. Um, so explain this to him. You know, we want people to be consistent in service. We want people to be relational. And this man looked at me and he said, um, gosh, I just remember the pounding of my heart in this. I'm feeling it again. But I just remember him saying, you know, that's not happening. That's, that's not real. It's a different group of people that come here every single week. Um, and just goodness. I mean, the Lord's faithfulness, but also his loving conviction and saying, you know, soul has gone your way and not my way. Um, so we had applications and, um, you know, cut those numbers in half and soul was just so much healthier. So uh, just recognizing, you know, a lot of times our vision um, is not the Lord's vision. So with that being said, that's always a, a story that I like to share when being asked the purpose of soul, um, because it is, you know, it's God's purpose. It's not our purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners, when she says soul, you probably know that it's S-O-U-L. 
Um, she's saying soul. And that's so cool, the purpose of soul um, and what inspired you. How have you seen God through soul? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Countless ways. And, you know, something that I've really fallen in love with when it comes to service is that service is a double-edged sword. So, you know, I've seen God through those serving and I've seen God through those being served, um, but ultimately, you know, through their connection. So really our mission, you know, seeing and connecting souls through service. Um, you know, I've seen God as an 18 year old college student girl has an opportunity to connect with, you know, a 45 year old man who's walking through homelessness and they sit down and, you know, while we provide meals for the homeless community, um, I see God in their opportunity to sit down and share stories with one another. And just almost that excuse to interrupt the rhythm of, you know, college students, busy lives and connect with people who they otherwise maybe would not connect with. Mm -hmm. uh, so ultimately it's, you know, seeing, seeing God through people, seeing him in one another. Um, but really just love that focus. You know, we can, we can be sharpened as we serve. Um, scripture tells us, you know, as the body um, is dead without breath. So also faith is dead without service. So I've seen college students actually come to Christ through serving with soul and witnessing him in soul. And then also, you know, of course, seeing the beauty of God and those being served and, you know, them recognizing that people care. Um, a lot of times people just need to be listened to, you know, specifically even thinking, you know, the elderly community that we serve through soul um, every single week, just going there and sitting down and being with and caring to listen to stories and caring to share stories and the power of a simple conversation. Um, you know, that's how, that's how Jesus is. He's never he never ceases to stop for the one and to make time and, you know, even stop amidst a crowd to uh, touch someone and heal someone. Um, he's never too busy or too rushed to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's calling in him. So ultimately, you know, that's how, that's how I've seen God through soul is the power of interrupting the rhythm of sitting down, listening and being with, and the connections that are made through connecting souls through service. Oh, that's so good. It is. And it, it reminds me that each person does his part in the Christian family and serving so that the entire body can bring glory to God. That's how we do it through our service. Amen. Amen. Yes, absolutely. And it's not always easy. Serving's not always easy. There's some hard parts. When you said earlier, you know, there's hard things that come with that. Um, it's not always easy, but there's so much joy and it's our purpose as a Christian is to worship and to serve yeah. others. And Jesus was our example, our biggest mm -hmm. example, that of the one who served, yeah. served us. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love what you said about a double-edged sword, because a lot of times I think people that are, have never served or beginning to serve. I mean, you, it's easy to think that you're going to give something to somebody else. Like mm -hmm. you're going to give them a meal or you're going to give your time or you know, to listen to their stories, but it's mm. the blessing that you get from just being in that and mm -hmm. from serving. I mean, almost, there's almost more of a benefit from the person who is serving than the one yes. that's being served. Yeah. Um, just from my experience, because the things that you can learn and um, that God can just teach you is incredible. Yeah. And really. Allie, I want to say, Allie, you are one of the biggest servers. When she was talking about just serving, serving, I think about you. There's so many in the last seven years that I've known you of so many times that you serve in ways that 
you probably had not thought of that you would serve in that capacity, but you're always going out of your way to serve other people. And so I just want to encourage you you. and affirm you in that because it's so true. I thought of you. That's one of your gifts for sure. And whether it's our gift or not, it's what we're called to do. I always say that, you know, like whether your gift is Uh, encouragement, it might not come natural and easy to you, but God commands us to do it. it. So sometimes it comes easier to others, right? It might be your gift. Like I think serving comes easy for you. Like maybe not that it's always easy, but it's kind of a natural tendency to serve Mm -hmm. others. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not hard, right? But it doesn't give everybody else an out either. If it's not exactly. your natural, exactly. we okay. are all called to serve as Jesus right. did. So. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Yeah, and I, keep going. Keep going. Well, I was just thinking, you know, as you're saying that, Amanda, you know, when we pour ourselves out, we make more room for the Holy Spirit in us. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's how the Lord uses serving and, you know, generosity in general is pour yourself out, you know, get rid of, get rid of yourself and make room for me. And I promise you that's so much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for so sure. Good. So tell us, what do you believe God is doing in your generation? Mm, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I am just so confident in, um, in my generation, honestly, and in what the Lord is doing through uh, both millennials and generation Z. Um, ultimately, you know, I think of the word revival when I think of what God is doing in my generation, uh, because I've witnessed this, I've witnessed so many young adults willing to, you know, sacrifice their time, sacrifice their energy and pour out and be a community serving together. And a verse that comes to my mind when I think of my generation is Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Um, and this is the message version of this verse. Um, and, and really just emphasizes freedom and the freedom that comes when, you know, we sacrifice of ourselves. So it says, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do what you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. Um, and I've just witnessed this uh, through my generation, just the the willingness and the obedience to serve and really be Christ's hands and feet. So uh, back to that verse of as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without service. Um, I believe that the body of Christ is really coming to life again uh, through a revival. And, you know, I also don't believe that that's all of my generation. So um, I'm not saying this as in you know, a hundred percent of my generation, but I do believe that there's a small group that is growing um, of believers in my generation who are really ready to reignite the body of Christ. Um, so with that being said, I just read a study by Barna that says that about 52% of believers ages 18 to 32 uh, do not believe that the call to go and make disciples applies to us. Um, so, you know, I believe that God is doing something in my generation, but unfortunately, I also recognize that there's, that there's a split in that, um, you know, there's some of my generation that is so excited, so willing, so eager to serve and be active in our faith. And unfortunately there's some who um, doesn't believe that, you know, the Bible's word is still true, that Jesus's words are still true. Um, and that the calling to go and make disciples does not still apply to us, but that has somehow expired. Um, so I just, I'm confident and prayerful for, you know, the, the segment of my generation that is on fire for Jesus and confident that that fire will spread. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good. Encouraging. And I was thinking about this when we were talking about generation, um, not just generation, but the world we live in. It's all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I have so many people that are just like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm miserable. Um, you know, and I think about that because, I mean, the purpose is not for us to be happy. Um, but God does give us joy when we're walking with him and we're serving. Mm-hmm. And so I think a good challenge to listeners today. And if you're not, if you're, if you find yourself in a place that is lonely, kind of looking for your purpose in life, um, just not happy, go serve, go serve, mm-hmm. not, not in the intent of getting something back, but serving others. Yeah. Um, and taking the focus off of yourself. Um, I think then we'll be fulfilled, you know, because serving, because Jesus, uh, for the purpose of letting Jesus's light shine, that's what he did as he served others. And the Bible talks about, you know, we lay our lives down for our brothers because he laid down his life for us. So, you know, when we're serving other people, we find joy because that's what we're supposed to be doing. I think enough times are we uh, fulfilling that role and just back to what you were saying um, we're not being good stewards of everything that God has given us the time the you know just everything the money that he's given us there are ways to be a good steward of that um, in in serving other people with those things and the gifts that God has given us yeah Mm-hmm. instead of just hoarding it everything up for ourselves to be happy well yeah and that you're so miserable in that place and a lot of times you don't realize it until you are encouraged or you do go and serve or you do take a step out because it, it is easy to be kind of stuck in a rut and yeah. just be focused on the things that are bothering you or that are hard or that you you don't know what your purpose is or what to do next mm-hmm. you know I have so many friends that are retired and you know they've they've worked really hard their entire life and they get done and they have to make a choice okay well now I have the freedom to do what I want to do am I just gonna like sit and hang out and just kind of that's so good you know just see what happens or am I gonna go and figure out what is my purpose in this next season of life to actually serve and have the time to Mm -hmm. the capacity to and and then the wisdom and the experience too from a life lived, you know? Yeah. I and, just thought about when you said that, I thought about Kathy Gormit. She yes. was one of our past guests from yeah. a few years ago and she was getting ready to retire. And she talked about um, what was she going to do next? And she had felt God calling her to serve um, in the human trafficking ministry, mm-hmm. like oh. giving her time, giving, you know, just like what you said, yeah. there are so many people in that place. Of like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And then, you know, we are selfish people just by nature. Right. Um, yeah if not for Christ, we would be like that all the time. Oh yeah. But that's the world tells mm-hmm. us to be about self. Go relax. Self. You've worked hard your yeah, whole life. You deserve <laughs> right. just, you know, right. while, while what we don't really always realize is that by serving others, we get that yeah. calm, what we need in the end. We end up miserable, not doing what we're called to do. And more, more than you can even ask or imagine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. It's we're almost sometimes sleepwalking and I catch myself in this so often um, just in, in the busyness and, you know, focus on on myself. Um, even when my job is inspiring people to serve, I'll still get caught up sleepwalking. Um, it makes me think of um, Ephesians 5, which is called wake up from your sleep in the in the message version. And, you know, to y'all's point, there's so much more joy when we're taking our eyes off of ourselves and onto God and his example for how he loved those around us uh, through Jesus. So real quick, one more time, just a verse I feel inspired to share based off what y'all were just sharing. So it says, watch what God does and then do it. Like children who learn pop proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but in order to give everything of himself to us, love like that. And he's calling us, you know, to live this life of, of sacrifice, of pouring out even in small ways. I mean, how can we not listen to that when he gave us the greatest sacrifice in himself? Wow. Um, so goodness, those small sacrifices that we're called to make, and yet we still get caught up sleeping. And he is so gentle and loving to remind us, your life is actually so much fuller when you take your eyes off of yourself stop navel gazing and look at me and look at those around you and what I'm calling you to do, which is love them. And it's an actual sacrifice that we benefit from. It's not like he's asking us to do something that yeah. we don't benefit from and that yeah. would be okay, but we actually do, yeah. you know? Well, so it's, it's not like this, like death sentence of, right. oh man, I just need to uh -huh. do this. Well, it's just like, it's, it's opposite of what the world tells the world us. Says, and, yeah. you know, yeah. the world says it's, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. Denying yourself is totally opposite of what the world te teaches us and right. throws at us every single day. But if we're to follow Jesus, we're going to look completely different than the world. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Tell us about Life Shape. This is how I met you and tell us about your role at Life Shape. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so Life Shape is a nonprofit ministry founded by John and Trudy, Kathy White. And I see that Trudy is one of your past guests on the podcast, which is such a blessing. Yes. Um, and Life Shape equips and mobilizes the Chick-fil-A family uh, to serve those in need around the world in meaningful ways. So Life Shape has a little over 30 international nonprofit partners, and we send groups of Chick-fil-A operators such as your husband, Amanda Lance, yeah. and Chick-fil-A staff uh, to come alongside these nonprofit partners in the great work that they're doing and help them do what they do and do it better. Um, so oftentimes this includes, you know, leaning into Chick-fil-A's um, service models and business models and really exemplifying the work of these great nonprofits. Um, so I am a project recruiter with Life Shape, which means that really I recruit, I like to say I invite, uh, Chick-fil-A staff and operators to serve with us on these international service opportunities. And um, I just actually started with Life Shape this past June um, of 2021 and had learned of Life Shape when I interned at Chick-fil-A after my junior year at UGA. Um, so I remember actually seeing a Life Shape name badge and chasing someone down because I'd heard about it and was just in awe that it even existed. Um, but the Lord's timing, when I was in grad school at UGA, applying for positions, um, this position opened and I was just over the moon. I mean, just in awe of the Lord's faithfulness and so grateful that this door has opened. It's been 
such a gift joining the LifeShape family and, you know, learning more about the strategic ways that LifeShape serves, but ultimately, you know, focusing on Chick-fil-A's mission of glorifying God by being faithful stewards of all that was entrusted to us and the power of service in that and what we've been talking about, you know, the, the power of pouring ourselves out um, for those in need around the world um, in such meaningful ways. That sounds like the perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you, I love that you found life shape. That's um, so cool how God led you there. Yeah. Yeah. I love, mm. I love hearing how God just connects the dots for his people. I mean, Amen. So faithful. He really does. He's so faithful. He's so intentional. And it is, it's so important for us to, you know, reflect back and, and just be in awe of that every now and again, and even giggle at it um, because he's, he is so good. And oftentimes we just, you know, skip over uh, little moments that he's planted seeds in our paths um, and how intentional he was with those seeds. Yeah. And just to remember, I mean, to mm -hmm. go back and remember um, all the things that he's done for us and, and to be able to connect those dots. That's what makes it so cool. Yes. Um, okay. So you are also on a launch team for a church in Roswell, Georgia. This is your home uh, church. What is the focus of this church? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. So this church is actually called Home Church. Oh, and it's called Home Church, not your yes. home church. Okay. Well, that is that is a both and. Um, well, actually, so. that makes sense because if it's a launch team, the church keep going anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the church just launched in January, actually, but it is it's a church focused on you know really breaking the walls of the church. So not, you know, just sitting in rows, but being active again in our faith. So uh, breaking the walls, going out and serving the community. We actually spend one Sunday of every month in service of the Roswell community. Um, so we'll invite folks and have, um, you know, items that we'll give away based on the community's highest needs. We're currently meeting at an elementary school and um, that's 82% for your reduced lunch. Uh, so we've really invited a lot of the elementary school to come and, you know, get items that they may need, whether it's food or clothing, um, coats, hygiene products, whatever it might be. Um, but then just spending time with them. So again, back to this focus of, you know, being with the community and being the hands and feet of Christ uh, means not only, you know, giving and providing, but also being with and loving like Jesus loves. So home church is really, really focused on that, really focused on service. Um, and really focused on just unity in the body of Christ. Uh, so you know how much, you know, Paul exemplifies specifically unity in scripture and home church is really focused on this. How can we really be united as the body of Christ? Um, so it's been a gift being on home church's launch team. There's a little over 30 members on the launch team and um, it's just grown to feel like family and beautiful now to witness, you know, home church actually happening every Sunday. I'm still pinching myself that it's really happened because Obviously, we've, we've been meeting and talking about it so much for the past year or so, and now it's come to life and it's real and it's active in the Roswell community and already witnessing, you know, what Jesus is doing through um, this small but mighty church has been a joy. Um, and the man who started Home Church, his name is Gerald Fadiomi, absolute rock star. So um, he and I actually connected through a conference that he started called For God So Loved. And this is actually a faith-based service conference for college students. So you may see where I'm going with this, but yes. um, he started For God So Loved really as a way to come onto college campuses, spend one weekend of worship and service and invite college students to come worship and serve. Mm -hmm. um, so he came to Athens, I believe it was 2019 uh, with the For God So Loved conference. 
and heard about soul and Gerald and I's friendship just really, really blossomed since then. Um, I ended up working for, for God so loved while I was in grad school in Athens, uh, pursuing masters in nonprofit management and, um, managing the partnership between for God, so loved and soul. So the way that that works, um, as you can imagine is, you know, for God, so loved goes onto college campuses for a week, invites a lot of college students to join typically about 500 students from the conferences that have happened. And then from there, you know, they serve for a weekend and we, we invite them to continue serving and to be consistent through soul and continue serving and pouring out, you know, every week of their lives. Um, so been a gift just knowing Gerald and his heart for the community, his heart for the body of Christ to be active and um, just all that the Lord's doing through him um, and, you know, his desires that were given to him from Jesus himself. Um, it's been a gift. Thesis statement, been a gift. Wow. You're making one, making me want to get out there and just go serve right I now. <laughs> so Very inspiring. Yeah. We are so encouraged by your story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us and thank you for um, all that you've done, can you, we're going to give you the last words before we go. Um, what would you like to leave with our listeners? Mm. How would you like to encourage them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, first off, just so grateful for y'all having me on this. Um, my soul just feels reignited and re-inspired and reminded of, uh, you know, the Lord's goodness in a life of service and, of the gift of inviting people into that. So thank you all so, so much. Um, this is such a pleasure. And, you know, just words of encouragement. My, I'll, I'll leave with my favorite verse, which is Hebrews 13 two, And it says, don't forget to show love to strangers for by doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. Um, and this verse just continues to pop up, you know, in my life specifically as I spend time in service. And just a reminder, you know, we underestimate the Lord's sneakiness sometimes. And we're told right there in scripture, serve strangers, you never know who's an angel. Um, so just don't, don't put God in a box is the encouragement that I have and get out there, be active, get your hands dirty and serve and um, you'll be blown away. And as you pour out, you'll be filled up um, with some, some interactions with angels in disguise. <laughs>